Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Be a Global Citizen with me, Scott Bauer. In the last episode, we looked at the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement. Today, I will talk about a mini-documentary that situates King among two other global and spiritual leaders, Mohandas Gandhi and Daisaku Ikeda. What links these individuals and how does the idea of community builder resonate with global citizenship? These are some questions that we'll explore on the episode, so let's find out. Enjoy. Gandhi, King, Ikeda. These three individuals have done a tremendous amount of work dedicating their lives to nonviolence and peace. And there, there's this mini documentary that I'll be sure to link uh, in the description of this, this episode that really does a great job, I think, to explain their backgrounds and also just why they make sense, you know, being put side by side and how they really resonate in their core life philosophies. And so uh, I think with Gandhi, Martin Luther King, right, these are two figures that have really gained worldwide recognition and have um, kind of, you know, really solidified and anchored, I think, their, like, what they sim- what they symbolize and what they stand for, for, for many, many years, right? And, and in fact, both Gandhi and King were, were assassinated, right? And so unfortunately, with their lives being cut short, it only reaffirmed just what they were, you know, all about, <laughs> basically. And I think it was not just empty theorizing or, or preaching, right? But really walking the walk, talking the talk. And so uh, this, this mini documentary um, kind of uh, has this emphasis on, on these leaders who really showed through their life and their actions just what it meant to, to live nonviolence and what um, speaking out against injustices is really about. And that um, in the case of, of Gandhi, right, his, his struggle to, um, in, in many ways, I, I think, um, liberate the, the peoples of his nation against British control, right? And then with King, um, the discrimination and uh, racial, racially motivated violence, uh, segregation that was um, prominent, you know, in the in the fifties and sixties, his efforts really, um, you know, were based in the nonviolent techniques and um, ideology, really, of Gandhi, and so we see that you know there's this kind of progression going from Gandhi, moving then to King, and then finally to Ikeda, and this documentary kind of bridges these these gaps, and aligns these three figures. In a sense, the, 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 the third figure being Ikeda is the living embodiment of Gandhi and King. And through the institutions of Morehouse College, where uh, King, uh, he actually graduated himself, but then also um, Gandhi with his, his grandson, 
participating in the the documentary as well as um, representative from uh, an institute basically preserving the the memory and the the values of Gandhi himself they really speak of just how Ikeda is striving towards the same goals as Gandhi and, and King and so it, it it definitely comes across as significant that they would align these three and in fact there there's um this sense that um that you know it, it creates lots of hope for the future and so i wanted to talk about this because um i personally really enjoyed the the, the video itself but i also think that there's a lot to unpack with the, the title of the video being Gandhi King Ikeda, Community Builders. So the next segment, I want to talk a little bit more about what does it mean to be a community builder. When I first saw the term community builder, it really struck me um, in a way that I, I think it has infinite potentials. Um, and there's this dynamism, I think, in the way that one approaches how they view themselves, uh, as well as how they're situated within the community, and for what purposes, right? Uh, do you do you involve yourself, and and what is it that you can contribute as well? Um, you know, to build for what purpose, really? And I think that for each of the figures in the, the, the video, Gandhi, King, and Ikeda, they all articulated the, the idea of community in, in, in similar ways. And I think they're all rooted in this idea of uh, mission, really. And so I think, you know, each of their missions really speaks to how to create a better community, or in King's case, you know, a more perfect union uh, in the case of the, the United States itself, but I think their visions very much, you know, expanded from the local to the global. So when I look at the case of Gandhi, um, there's uh, his talk about not just seeking the freedom and liberation of India, but, but that of all humanity. In the, the video, he, he states, quote, my mission is not merely the brotherhood of Indian humanity, my mission is not merely the freedom of India, but through the realization of the freedom of India, I hope to realize and carry on the mission of the brotherhood of man, end quote. And so um, this phrasing, right, brotherhood of, of man, in, in many ways, right, he's speaking to humanity, and brotherhood itself resonates with uh, the ways in which King addressed many of his uh, followers, speaking of, of brotherhood, and just, you know, wanting to um, speak out against injustices that he saw in his community, as well as to himself, you know, as someone, through his actions, uh, he suffered death threats, and bombings uh, from his house and with his family. And so, um, I think, this idea of brotherhood was very central to his his worldview, and in fact, in the the dialogue with Doctor Vincent Harding, 
um, the idea of a, the beloved community is, is expressed at, at various points. And also, I think, is a term that King would himself agree with, right? That in this idea of the brotherhood of man can also be thought of as this global community. And the idea of a beloved community kind of implies the sense of intimacy, I think, amongst, amongst those of us. That d despite you know our differences, we can come together and, and recognize, um, you know the recognize each 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 person and um, develop this sense of equality. And in order for us to reach that that beloved community, um, I can see that with King, speaking out against injustice is um, was you know basically what he preached and what he he showed through his his life there's a very famous quotation that um that he says uh, it goes like this quote injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly end quote and so that that quotation is just fantastic it really I think epitomizes what Ikeda fought for. Uh, not Ikeda, sorry, um, King, Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it it really um, speaks to the the sense that you know, in order to have this thriving community, right, um, we're all we're, what's required of all of us is this uh, active engagement, right? And this this notion that whatever is seen as an injustice to one person is in fact, right, an injustice to, to everyone, right? So the stakes are very high. And the, 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 this network of mutuality that he's, he, he, he says in his quotation is very, um, very much, I think, what um, Ikeda then talks about from his, you know, perspective, his Buddhist perspective of, um, you know, dependent origination. Uh, again, the interconnectedness of life. And so moving then to Ikeda, I think what's interesting about his stance on the community builder is that so much of his work has been dedicated into building the international Buddhist organization, the Soka Gakkai International. But it, the, the real base of the organization has always been one-to-one -one dialogue, uh, as well as um, small group gatherings or district meetings. And so this grassroots organization rooted in dialogue and rooted in um, the inner transformation of, of one individual is is oriented actually um, towards the global and that um, the mission is to achieve world peace or kosunrufu in Japanese. And many of the, the non-violent um, tactics and uh, again, you know, ideologies that we see from Gandhi and King can be seen in Ikeda as well through his work with the SGI. And so again, the building of this 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 new conception of what it means to be, uh, you know, a human being in the 21st century, I think we we can just see we'll we'll have more conversation about what this means with Ikeda later. 
but definitely I think there are some connections we can see just in terms of what community builder means between the three figures. One main connection between the three figures mentioned above, right, Gandhi, King, and Ikeda, uh, I would say is this aspect of nonviolence. Nonviolence is crucial um, in each of their life philosophies, and I think um, it's something that you know we can see demonstrated through historic moments, where, where in the case of um, Gandhi, right, the, the salt marches were very crucial to kind of um, building up this popular movement that would then convince and pressure the the British to to leave India, basically, right? The 24-day march, uh, la it lasted from uh, March 12th, 1930 to April 6th, 1930. And this was a direct action campaign um, of tax resistance and nonviolent protests because of um, what was happening in the country, basically British exploitation of the, the salt industry, this monopoly. And um, through nonviolence, we saw that um, the, the idea of marching to the, the ocean side and basically showing the, that it's possible to make salt by themselves uh, was, was a very clever way to demonstrate nonviolence and to show the potential that, that humans have, right? To kind of challenge these, these structures of power and uh, to really um, push back against the oppressor. And in a similar way, um, we see that in the civil rights movement, um, a lot of this creativity also um, manifested in the Montgomery bus boycott. Again, challenging really just what, what the system was um, doing to oppress so many people. And I think also to, um, you know, lay bare just the this hidden guilt that had been accumulating since the inception of the country itself. And the culmination really came in 1963. This was the famous March on Washington. Uh, also, I very, you know, very much cited as the I Have a Dream speech that, that King gave uh, right in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Um, and I think that the, again, the, the actions of the protesters were always rooted in this notion of um, nonviolence and that um, the kind of response was just a temporary kind of um, symptom, I think, that would then later lead to legal actions, changes in laws, and more importantly, changes in the hearts of, of peoples, right? This also really coincided with the advent of uh, television, right? So people from all across the nation were able to see what was going on with their own eyes and really decide for themselves if they wanted to, to abide by that kind of system or change, right? Um, and so this discussion of nonviolence then leads us to the SGI, right? The Soka Gakkai International with Ikeda. There are three pillars uh, that the SGI is rooted in. Uh, they are peace, 
education and culture and again i think the the fact that this is uh, a grassroots movement really shows how um, the expansion is rooted in the human being right and that its its look is not it, its aims really are not to you know kind of add wealth in any kind of financial sense of the the, the you know term but really to seek this greater um, awareness of our potential and also to you know really transform our lives and in a sense transform the world through nonviolence So this video does an excellent job of introducing the three community builders, Gandhi, King, and Ikeda. But also the video makes clear, especially towards the end, that, uh, that the inspiration um, from each of these figures led to a prize that um, comes from the Martin Luther King Jr. International Chapel at Morehouse College, and I think it's just so wonderful to see um, this recognition of these three individuals to honor those working for peace in the 21st century. And I view the prize itself as this way of uh, building bridges of friendship and also acknowledging the efforts of, of individuals who want to follow in the footsteps of these really great individuals. And, you know, the, the person uh, representative from the, the Morehouse College, uh, Dean Carter, his words in the video really, I think, strike uh, an emotional chord with me. I, I, I really could feel just his passion for the, the dream, the vision uh, of King. And I think, you know, his own personal experiences attest to just you know, why, why that's the case, you know, that, you know, he, he had met and gotten to know King when he was younger and his inspiration, right, was to really respond to, to King's dream. And so then, you know, with all of that background, it just made his experience that much more painful when King was uh, assassinated and that, you know, his natural feelings this is Dr. Um, this is Dean Carter. His natural feelings was to, you know, basically reject um, any any invitations from white congregations or, you know, from white groups. Right, this sense that like he had, the injustice to the killing of uh, Dr. King was so great that, in, in many ways, it kind of, um, you know, led to this distancing effect. But he states that, you know, staying true to Ikeda's vision, um, not Ikeda, um, Dr. King's vision, um, he discovered that in order to really, you know, be following the vision of King, he really had to reconcile his values to his behavior. And it simply came down to whether he really meant it or he didn't. And you know, I think that personal anecdote that he shares in the video really um, explains why, you know, his his views to Ikeda now um, are, are, are very favorable. And in fact, 
he's actually had uh, encounters with with Ikeda and has written a book about just this this very unique relationship that he has with the SGI and Ikeda. And the book itself is called A Baptist Preacher's Buddhist Teacher. And it's very excellent. I really, I really recommend it. Um, and yeah, I, I think that this bridge, bridge making or bridge building is very important because we see that from um, Gandhi to King and then from King to Ikeda, that um, they, they, in some ways, I think, kind of um, build off of each other. And I also see that um, that there's no sense of wanting to limit or diminish um, the efforts of others, but to learn from them and to use that as you know fuel to kind of drive further social change. In this last section, I just wanted to point out a few observations that I made between the video and also our theme of global citizenship. And so when I when I look to these courageous leaders, um, you know, it, it 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 becomes very clear that you know they dedicated their lives completely to nonviolence, and also that they had this this mission, this sense of mission to world peace. And I think that, um, you know, in a world dominated by fear and violence, um, it's no wonder that, that they all have set, they've all have experienced setbacks and that there's been this resistance to really looking at the uglier aspects of life and to have the courage to transform these things. And so what I, what I, you know, think about is this, kind of um, expansion of their their dream to make the world a better place that, you know, from their own personal experiences, uh, suffering from discriminations or injustice, that their collective action with others and, you know, their efforts to build uh, new and stronger communities, right, that it took on this global aspect, right, and this kind of uh, worldwide um, imperative, really, to see, um, you know, injustices for what they are and to no longer tolerate them, right? This, this, this idea that all people deserve justice and equality, but in order for us to get there, there the required effort and courage needed is... Um, you know, it's something that it comes down to a decision from each individual. And so I, I feel that that really connects to um, global citizenship in the way that, you know, our our involvement in world affairs ultimately boils down to what we're doing in the local uh, stage. And, uh, of course, similar to what Ikeda shared about the three qualities of a global citizen, that being wisdom, courage, and compassion, um, these qualities are essential to really, um, you know, prepare oneself to then engage in such, um, you know, in such tense discussions and dialogues and 
and to really um, reaffirm, you know, your your actions towards this mission of world peace, the mission of living a non-violent life. And in the midst of oppositions, like I've said earlier with King, but these um, death threats or bombings, right? These these very negative actions that have happened, they never deterred the the continued struggle. Uh, and I think, if anything, um, I think stoked their the fire, right? The the passion that you know what they're doing is having an effect, and that um, that even these people who are who are against them have the seeds to really transform their own lives. And so, you know, to kind of synthesize all of that, I think Gandhi says it best when he says, you know, to be the change you wish to see. And this actually reminds me of a really, really amazing story. Um, uh, basically, it's, it, it, it was, there was this mother um, who took her child, her son, to see Gandhi. And it was a long journey, many, many miles. And the reason for the mother to bring the son to Gandhi was so that, you know, Gandhi, she wanted Gandhi to basically tell her son to stop eating sugar. Um, apparently this was a big problem. Her son was, you know, eating too much candy. It was very unhealthy. And so when, you know, standing in front of Gandhi, um, she had explained the situation and Gandhi very carefully thought about this proposal from the from the mother, and then decided to respond by saying, um, "Come back in two weeks. Right? Come back in two weeks, and I'll have an answer." And this really puzzled the mother. Right? She had walked so many miles with her son, took lots of time to get there, and she was being asked to just wait another two weeks to go back, make the journey over again, but. Even though she had these questions, she she reluctantly obeyed and went back home. Two weeks later, they're in front of Gandhi. And she was like, all right, so I'm ready for you to, to really, you know, tell my son what he should do. And Gandhi looked at the son and said, from this moment on, you will no longer eat sugar. And the son said, okay, I... I will no longer eat sugar. And that was that. But then, you know, the, the questioning behind, well, the mother was like, well, why couldn't you have said that earlier, right? Two weeks ago, right? You would have saved us a trip. What was the point? And Gandhi responded that, you know, two weeks ago, he was still eating sugar. And so basically, before he could tell the son to no longer eat sugar, he had to be the change that he wished to see. And I, I just feel like that's just a very simple but very elegant anecdote, right? To, to, to kind of put those words that are somewhat abstract in concrete terms. And that, you know, even for Gandhi, who, who had made such a lasting, long-lasting contribution to nonviolence and world peace, that it happens at the local level, right? And that he simply um, stopped eating sugar. <laughs> and, and it seems a little bit silly, but I think all of those small actions build upon each other and, and ultimately... You know, he was the person um, that he was because of, you know, the this this very earnest desire to to be what he said that he was.
So I wanted to wrap up this episode with just a few concluding thoughts. And so this this last story, especially the one about sugar, really makes me think about just how simple and profound any encounter can be towards fostering global citizenship. In a sense, that story really talks about one's integrity and really meaning what they say, right? Um, and so we we have to root ourselves firmly in in our local environment, and that through these actions, right, like being able to align what he thinks, what he says, and what he does, that was really the way that Gandhi gained gained the trust of people, and and I think people responded to Gandhi in the way that they did because they saw in him their highest aspirations. So with that, over time, we can transform ourselves to truly be the change that we wish to see in the world. Also, the scope of these global and spiritual leaders really exemplifies global citizenship. I mean, if we think about it, from India to the US to Japan, each of these individuals also practiced different faith religions. Um, so we, we know that uh, Gandhi was, was uh, he, he, he was a Hindu, right? And so there's Hindi, um, uh, King was a Christian, and um, Ikeda is Buddhist. And yet they all arrive to similar conclusions. Basically, that nonviolence is the, past, is the path forward and that change is possible when it is single-mindedly and courageously carried out at the local level. The cumulative actions of many people will in fact change the world. And I think to, to close off this discussion, it, it, it makes sense to hear from Ikeda, who, who's still alive and with us today. Um, I think he has this one quotation that really, I think, brings together so much of what we've been talking about in terms of nonviolence, um, in terms of just, you know, global citizenship, as our interconnectedness, and, um, you know, world peace in general. And so Ikeda states, quote, a great human revolution in just a single individual will help achieve a change in the destiny of a nation, and further, can even enable a change in the destiny of all humankind, end quote. And so I'd like to end on those words. And I think that, uh, you know, it, it definitely puts things into perspective when we're able to draw a path, right, from from origins like Gandhi, right, to to our present day, and to understand that we ourselves have this moral moral responsibility to decide which path that we want to continue going down. And I think that decision also really comes down to um, where we stand in terms of global citizenship. And it's not a decision to to be made lightly, but I also think it is one that is constantly affirmed day after day. And, um, And that with each new day, there are new opportunities that are presented. And so... I think, you know, you, we don't have to be a Gandhi, a King, or a Keda. We are our own person. But I do think that 
these three represent great teachers. And I think that um, by having such references in our lives, um, there's little chance that we will go astray and that, um, that the efforts to build a more perfect union or to, to have this beloved community, I think are very much in the realm of possibilities. And in fact, you know, such future can only be possible in the present. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll end with that. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Thank you.